Welcome to this episode of Inside Loris Athletics, a podcast series for everything Duhawk Athletics. I'm Emily Adelfinger, your host and director of athletic communications at Loris College, and I'm excited to introduce our Hall of Fame class of 2021 with our Hall of Fame celebration series. It's been great so far catching up with all of our inductees for our upcoming Hall of Fame ceremony, and we've got another great podcast coming your way today. So I'm super excited to introduce two of our inductees in today's episode with Jim and Jay Figgins, the first father-son duo inducted into the Athletics Hall of Fame. Both Jim and Jay were members of the Duhawk Wrestling Program. Jim graduated in 1968 and Jay graduated in 2008, and both helped establish a tradition of excellence that has continued to gain traction over the years. So Jim and Jay, thank you so much for coming and welcome to the studio. Uh, Congratulations first on your induction into the Hall of Fame. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, did you ever think you'd be doing a podcast like this? Well, I never thought I would. And I really, <laughs> really appreciate uh, the committee uh, recognizing the old timers. Mm-hmm. Because especially with wrestling, wrestling's changed so much. And it's completely different now than it used to be back in the 60s. Absolutely. I'm excited to kind of dive into that a little bit. So we'll actually start um, with you, Jim. So what was your journey like coming to Loris? Because as you said, it's different now than it than was back in the day. You know, so how did you get involved in this sport? And, you know, when did you know you were going to continue your college career? Well, I went to West Marshall High School in State Center, Iowa. And uh, the wrestling program there was new. And uh, I wasn't very good at basketball, so I didn't go off for basketball until I tried wrestling. And uh, we wrestled in the wood shop. After every practice, we had to roll the mats up and put them underneath the benches. And I wrestled varsity in high school for four years. I lost every match when I was a freshman. <laughs> won about half of them as a sophomore and won most of them as a junior and senior. As I look back uh, at that, uh, when I graduated from high school, I really had no idea what I wanted to do. And it was really... A turbulent time for graduates. You either went to college or you got drafted into the Army. Uh, I really didn't want to go to college, but I didn't want to go to the Army either, <laughs> and my parents insisted that I go to college. And we visited Loris and St. Ambrose, and we chose Loris, probably because my mom had a connection with one of the priests who taught at Loris, and I was assigned to Kane Hall. In the first couple of months, I was just miserable. I had nothing in common with my roommate, and the only person I knew was a friend from high school uh, who was on the wrestling team with me in high school who was on the other side of campus. I was really tremendously homesick, and if it wasn't for the threat of getting drafted, I'm not sure I would have made it that first year. There's no recruiting. There wasn't any recruiting in wrestling that I was aware of. And I had really no intention of wrestling in college. My friend from home and I saw a sign on the bulletin board in Kane Hall uh, for a meeting for those interested in wrestling. He talked me into going with him, and we went to the meeting. And Dick Smith was the wrestling coach at that time. He was an insurance agent that worked downtown. He really seemed like a nice guy. My friend talked me into going to the first practice. And that practice was in a little gym in the southeast corner of campus, which has since been torn down. The first thing we did 
was took the gray canvas horsehair mats that were underneath the basketball hoops down. We put them together on the floor and put a large yellow vinyl cover with a big L on it and a big circle for the border on top and tuck the ends in underneath those mats. And that was our wrestling mat that we practiced on and had home meets. I had really thought that there was no way I was good enough to wrestle in college, but I held my own and I wasn't as homesick because I had something to look forward to each day. My friend quit after the first practice and then I didn't miss a practice or a varsity meet for the next four years. Well, that's kind of how it all started. Wow. Yeah, that's definitely, if you ask any of the wrestlers, probably now, it's probably not how their story currently went. So that's it's amazing to look back and kind of see how all that came to be. Um, and so, you know, you said you never missed another practice. You were always at, on varsity, and you had an extremely successful career as a Dewhawk. Um, for those who don't know, uh, Jim had an overall record of 56 and 23. He had 27 pins and was a two-time champion at 167 pounds. And so you mentioned Dick Smith as one of your coaches. Um, and also Pat Flanagan was one of your coaches during mm -hmm. the time. Um, those are some names that wrestling alumni know very, very well. So what was it like being a part of the program? And how did you kind of see yourself develop, you know, especially for someone who didn't think he was going to wrestle in college? Well, wrestling was so much different in the 60s than it is now. There were no kids programs and there was no wrestling uh, in the summer. Most matches were dual meets and when you had one or two tournaments a year. So you could only get in 19 to 20 matches a year if you wrestled every single match. Meet uniforms were tights, uh, singlet, uh, and trunks. We were sharp when we went to away meets. We wore black blazers with a Loris insignia, had to have dress pants and a tie. Uh, and we wore those to all the away meets. Transportation was always two station wagons driven by the team captains. Practice was really the, the basics. Uh, for escape, we worked on switch, sit out and roll, double and single for takedowns and worked on, about all we worked on top was a half Nelson, trying to turn people over. Um, and we always ran at the end of practice. There was no strength training or weightlifting. Uh, I remember in the summer after school got out when I was a freshman, I went home and one of the first things I did was fill two buckets up with cement and put a bar in between to use as a barbell so I could try to increase my strength. Teams weighed in on their own in the morning and it was always followed by a large meal. Very few of us cut weight. The matches were nine minutes long, three three-minute periods, and if it ended in a tie, each team got two points. There were no overtimes. Stalling was rarely called, and when you touch the edge of the mat, you're out of bounds and had to restart. There was a lot of wrestling on the edge of the mat, and uh, if people were to watch those matches today, I'm sure they'd think it was very boring. It's... Uh, certainly much more exciting today because they've changed a lot of the rules. Home meets were in the little gym, uh, which had just bench seats around the edge, and then there was standing room on the elevated track in that little gym. There weren't a lot of guys out uh, the first year or two, 
we had an open weight or two, and I can remember talking to one of the guys in our floor to come out and fill one of the weight classes. He never wrestled before, but he was real strong, and he was really good at not getting pinned. Once I can remember, we had to use our manager to fill uh, a weight when uh, we didn't have somebody at heavyweight. Pat Flanagan was hired as coach my sophomore year, and it seemed like things really started to improve. First of all, we got a new wrestling mat. He was a tremendous organizer and kept real meticulous records. I really wasn't aware of it, but I think he must have started recruiting because we started getting better wrestlers <laughs> that had previous wrestling experience. And one thing I remember is he would film some of our matches and then call us into the office and go over those with us and point out what we need to improve on. He's always very positive and I really looked up to him and I still do. I think he's had a great impact in the wrestling program at Loris. Each year as I wrestled, I felt more and more proud to be on the wrestling team. It was a great group of great guys and we really spent a lot of time together, especially on weekend tournaments where we had to stay all night. Yeah, so, I mean, the experience you had, I mean, you kind of got to experience it all. You know, there was the high points, the low points, and, you know, having Pat as, and Dick as a coach, you know, really, really helped make that experience. So, obviously, you had great things to share about your experience, which, you know, Jay, knowing how your father's career went, did that kind of involvement, you know, feed your passion for the sport as well? And kind of how that, did that help you come here? Yeah, I think it did. Um, not as much with starting wrestling. I mean, I think he kind of recommended wrestling when I was little and didn't really push it, but introduced me to the sport. Um, you know, so his kind of lifelong experience with it definitely um, kind of nudged me in that direction. But I, I really fell in love with it at an early age. Um, and, you know, that was kind of the whole start of everything. Um, during the recruiting process, and, you know, it really all started, I, I wasn't thinking about Loris at all, really. I remember um, the first time I actually considered Loris or even, you know, heard it talked about as an option was when I was doing my um, ACT application, uh, I think in my junior year of high school, and you can put in which colleges you want the scores sent to, and I put in Iowa and Iowa State, just assuming I would go to one of those schools and be done with athletics, and I remember he was looking over my shoulder at the computer and said, why don't you put in Loris and I think maybe another college or two, just because there was extra spaces there. Um, so I said, okay, whatever, we'll, we'll just put that in. And then as I went into my senior year um, in high school, um, then I started getting recruited a little bit um, by Coach Stewart, um, Paul Cleary, Chris Spezial, um, and then, you know, kind of had the seed planted and started to think about it as more of a more of a real option. He always kind of stayed, I think, in the in the background of that recruiting process and didn't want to push me one way or another. But, um, you know, I think when I visited Loris and, and as I started to meet some more of the members of the team, spent a little more time on campus, um, you know, it just kind of felt like home. And then, you know, starting to have more discussions with him about what his experience at Loris was like that. I was looking at Co and Loris at the time, um, and Loris just felt a little more like home, I think, as I started to realize the, the connection there. 
Absolutely. And, you know, you really did kind of follow in your father's footsteps as a notable Duhawk in the program. Um, you were an All-American in 2007 at 184 pounds. You have 125 career wins. You were a two-time conference runner-up and a three-time National Scholar All-American. Um, and you also wrestled, as you said, for another big name, the Duhawk program, Randy Stewart. You know, what was that coaching like and how did that also play into your experience as a student athlete? Well, it was definitely a lot more after hearing uh, my dad give his um, kind of overview of what his experience was like. It was a lot more structured, a lot more organized, obviously, just based on the evolution of the sport over that time period. Um, but, I mean, it was a great experience. It, I would say that one of the big things that was emphasized, which, which my dad just mentioned, is it really kind of you know felt like home and felt like a family. I think that's one of the things that that Coach Stewart did really well. You know, in addition to recruiting and and instruction and motivation and things like that, was that we just had a really tight knit um, group of guys. He only recruited uh, wrestlers that you know he wanted to spend time with and you know valued as an individual and wanted to kind of see them grow um, throughout the program. So you know we just had a lot of positivity. Um, within the wrestling room, not only with the wrestlers, but the families and the coaching staff, you know, really built solid relationships, which helped really, you know, keep me grounded at Loris and, and make Loris really feel like where, where I was meant to be. So, you know, it's just a really comfortable um, scenario throughout my entire, you know, four years at Loris. Um, you know, we had, we had teams, um, we had some really good teams and we had some teams that weren't so good. So we kind of, you know, got to experience both sides of that as some really good mentors um, with the juniors and seniors when I came in as a freshman. I, I wrestled JV as a as a freshman and then kind of continued to progress after that. Um, but we had some really strong teams in a couple of those early years, and then we had some, um, you know, some teams that struggled a little bit more in the last couple of years and, you know, just the normal ebbs and flows of a program. So it was really got a full experience of, you know, there's a whole, there's a difference between wrestling 184 and being one of the later matches in a dual meet when you're, when you're up and you, you're on a roll from some, you know, pins before you, we had a really strong upper weight group, um, to where in my first couple of years, it was just, you know, keep the momentum going. Whereas in the last couple of years, it was more of, uh, you know, start to generate some of that momentum and, and, you know, maybe you need a pin instead of, instead of just a win. Um, you know, so it was a really good experience to kind of see the whole the whole spectrum of, of success um, while I was at Loris. Um, and, and I think overall, similar to what, what my dad's has said, is, you know, wrestling really kept me grounded in all other areas of, of Loris. You know, from day one, I, I don't think I had much homesickness at all. I remember, um, you know, coming to campus and, and feeling just immediately engaged. On, on the first day, I, I knew, you know, 10 or 15 of the wrestlers really well. Um, you know, so that was never a risk because we always had kind of that, that family of wrestlers there. And then also I, one of the things that athletics as a whole did really well was integrate different sports with each other. So we had, um, you know, I think coach T-Bon and the baseball team would help us, you know, roll up mats after dual meets. And there's a group uh, from the volleyball team that would make sure they always came to our dual meets. So we got a lot of interaction with other teams on campus. Um, which just, you know, made it that much more fun and you could meet that many more people and, and develop relationships across athletics and academics uh, as opposed to just the wrestling team. So, yeah, it's just a really positive experience. Right, and I'm sure part of that experience also is 
you know, having your dad, you know, have that connection. And I'm sure what was that like for you, Jim, to watch your son, you know, wrestle for your alma mater? Well, we were really glad that he did chose Loris. And Mm -hmm. like Jay said, we tried not to put any pressure on him to do that. We wanted to make it his choice. But I think all parents will tell you that it is very stressful and emotional to watch your son wrestle. It's kind of like the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. Uh, example is one of the way meets, the Stevens Point, uh, Loris team was behind, and Jay's match was the last match. And Jay was behind, and all the Loris fans were a little down because, you know, we're pretty sure Loris is going to lose. With five seconds left in the match, Jay threw the guy, pinned him, and Loris won the meet. Oh, my gosh. And that was the most <laughs> exciting. I think that's the most exciting thing. There are a lot of exciting moments in watching Jay wrestle, but that was one of the most exciting ones. And it's a moment that you'll never forget, of course, along with a lot, a lot of things. But uh, just looking back on it, and I was talking about this with my wife, Nancy, uh, these are the, really the best years of our lives. Uh, we're so proud of his success, never missed one of his matches, and we always look forward to each meet and tournament to watch Jay and his team. We're also very proud uh, that he was an academic All-American because we think that's very important too. Absolutely, yeah. The Division Three experience especially is all about balancing you know, the student and athlete side. Um, so Jay, I'll ask you, you know, what was it like out there wrestling and knowing, you know, your parents were there and your dad was there kind of cheering you on, or did that add a little, you know, additional stress? No, I think overall it was great. I mean, one of the big things I remember is, yeah, I mean, from, I started wrestling in first grade and I don't think they missed a match um, from first grade through um, my senior season and in college. And part of that is, you know, we, in college, we went out to Pennsylvania for a dual meet. We went to nationals was in New Jersey, my sophomore year. And and the parents actually developed a group, um, that would kind of, you know, go to the meets together. Um, they rented a, like a motor home the one year and drove out together, you know, with, with four or five different sets of parents and kind of developed their own cohesive unit. So part of the fun, I think, and we used to talk about that as wrestlers is look over at this, you know, group of 10 parents that always stuck together and kind of, you'd kind of, you know, make fun of them behind their backs of this one's going to be walking around in circles and this one's going to go behind the bleachers and this one's going to be, you know, almost on the mat. Like each one had their different, um, you know, characteristics when they, when they watch the matches. But again, that just, that just made it so much more comfortable that, you know, not only was it your, your parents that you knew were there, but equally involved were your teammates' parents and they cared just as much and, and were, you know, reacting the same to all your matches. So, no, it was always, you know, it, it can get lonely in wrestling, I think, especially when you're, you know, you're cutting a lot of weight, you might be having difficulties throughout the season, and then you're, you know, having to be thirsty on a, on a plane or a long bus ride, and, and it just makes it so much more uh, comfortable to know that you've got a lot of people that have your back uh, in the stands. And, and not only, you know, during the wrestling, but when you're going out to eat, after a, after a tournament or, you know, um, traveling home, just kind of knowing that you've got that level of support around you is awesome. Absolutely. And you all have kind of given that same level of support back 
to the program now. You know, you still follow along with the team's success. I believe, Jim, you came in town for the wrestling golf mm-hmm. outing this weekend. Um, I've heard that's an unforgettable experience. <laughs> I guess you can take that any way you want. Um, and Jay, your wife, Molly, is a professor at Loris. Um, so you're still closely connected, of course. And there's been a lot to celebrate with the program's success. You know, we had 2019 was the runner-up year, 2020 was on par to be really great. You know, obviously with COVID that cut things short, but you know, the team is still having a lot of success. So that has to have a sense of pride as alumni of the program for sure. It really does. Absolutely. Um, And so Jay, after graduation, you came back to Loris for a few years and you were on the coaching staff with the team um, after starting off your CPA career. So what was it like to be back in that role, um, staying connected with the team and also shifting from being a student athlete to a coach? Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, I stuck around for the immediately after I graduated, I stuck around for one year and was a volunteer assistant coach while I was um, taking the CPA exam. So I was basically studying and, and coaching just as um, something to kind of stay involved. Um, you know, and, and it was interesting to kind of miss the competition, but still start to enjoy seeing some of those younger um, athletes, you know, make improvements and, and kind of being able to look at it from an outsider's point of view as opposed to being in the room with them. So it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was more fun when you can go on a road trip and you get to eat and, and drink as much water as you want <laughs> and don't have to worry about the weight cutting, but still get to, you know, kind of participate in the experience. Um, but yeah, then I moved, uh, my first job was in Cedar Falls. So I spent three years there kind of away from the program. Um, and then, uh, I actually, the reason I came back to Dubuque was a, a job opportunity at RSM, but that came through, um, coach Stewart as he was recruiting, um, an up and coming wrestler out of, uh, Dubuque, Greg Vance, um, and his dad is a partner at RSM. So the reason I came back is actually due to the connections we made during, uh, during my career at Loris, um, and then, yeah, for the first few years, I, I was helping out coaching in, in a limited capacity. You know, I would get into the room maybe a couple times a week. Um, it was kind of hard working an eight to five job and still finding time to, to practice. But I made as much of an effort as I could, made it to most of the uh, tournaments and dual meets and things like that. Um, so, yeah, it was fun to, you know, kind of see the team grow. And then especially when Coach Miller um, came on board, you know, seeing kind of how that transition worked. And then obviously after getting married and, and having a baby, um, my my involvement uh, minimized after that quite a bit. <laughs> um, but, you know, today I would say that um, Loris is, is more of a family activity. Um which I think is great. You know, we've got obviously my parents who still, uh, you know, share a big interest in, in Loris in general, especially the wrestling team. Um, and then with Molly being a, a professor at Loris and, and running the MAT program, it's just kind of cool to not only follow the wrestling team, but also see a broader view of Loris than, you know, when you're wrestling at Loris, you're very focused on, on your, you know, academics and, and wrestling specifically, but to kind of see some of the broader things that the college is doing, we just took a tour through fourth floor Kane to see some of the renovations there. Um, and, and a lot of the stuff in Kane hall that I've never seen, you know, so it, it just gives a good reason to kind of get back on campus, um, you know, to, to visit her and just hear some of the things that the, that the different programs are doing. So, um, I think that's that's really been fun to kind of be able to take a step back and, and have a more broad view of everything that's going on at Loris. Yeah. And 
Jim, for you, um, you, you, well, you did go into the army a little bit. I know we tried to not go into the army in the beginning, but it turns out you did go into the army after uh, graduation and you married your wife, Nancy, um, had great success as well as the girls cross country and track coach at Clinton high school. Um, and you became the president of the Clinton wrestling club. So how did your passion for coaching start? Was that from your experience at Loris or did you kind of always know that's what route you wanted to take? Well, I sort of lost my connection to Loris after being drafted uh, the day after graduation from Loris and spending two years in the Army and I spent a year in sales and went back uh, to get certified in business education and coaching. Um, I did come back to wrestle a couple of alumni meets uh, when I started teaching, but my main connection with Loris started when Jay started wrestling at Loris. Um, getting to know his team and coaches and making friends with his teammates' parents. Like he mentioned, uh, we parents had some memorable times <laughs> flying to meets and tournaments in Las Vegas and New Jersey. And he mentioned um, the good time we have running an RV and going to Williamsport, uh, doing an all-night trip to Williamsport so we could be there in the morning to watch the wrestling start. And those are really great times. Um, and uh, we're really super excited about uh, the wrestling teams uh, the last few years with Coach Miller and the current success. And we try to see as many meets as we can and take part in, in as many of the activities as we can. And it's, with Jay living and working in Dubuque and Molly teaching at Loris, we really have a closer connection to Loris probably than we've ever had. Yeah, and, you know, that's always great when you can come back and, again, see it from a different perspective. Um, those RV trips sound incredible. Now, like, I kind of want to get on the on the RV with that one. Um, so if you could both go back and do one more thing when you were at Loris or redo any match or, you know, any other opponent, what would that be? Well, for me, uh, as I look back, of course, that was a long time ago. <laughs> But uh, I remember this one uh, match at Western Illinois where I was supposed to be better than the guy I wrestled. And I lost in a close match. And I came off the mat. And Coach <laughs> Flanagan just looked at me, never said anything you know, ne negative. But uh, when I saw his face, I just felt so bad that I hadn't given a little bit more effort because it was a close match and everybody expected me to win. For some reason, that match just sticks in my mind and I think about it every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Maybe we can find that guy and we'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll set one up, you know? <laughs> He's probably very old now, just like me. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Jay? Um, I'd like to have my um, national tournament um, to redo my senior year uh, again. Um, I, I went 0-2 at Nationals my, my senior year after being an All-American my junior year. And, and the first match I lost um, was an overtime match, and I just wasn't, wasn't mentally prepared for it and would love to have that one uh, to do over. So, you know, had a good, good career, but it would be better to, to go out a little bit more on top. For sure. Yeah, there's always going to be that one moment that you wish you had back. But 
Um, you know, I do want to thank you both for taking the time to come and chat with me. Um, you know, it was really great, especially hearing the differences in the program, you know, from the 60s all the way to the 2000s um, and talking and sharing about your guys' success. So we look forward to uh, sharing your success more when you guys are back on Friday, October 1st for the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. And then we'll continue the celebration at halftime of the football game on Saturday. So it's going to be a really fun weekend. Um, hopefully it can top this golf outing this weekend. Um, but it's a special moment for you both to share this honor. And so, again, congratulations to you both. Thank you very much. Thank you. Of course. And as we get ready to cheer on the Dewhawks again this fall, make sure to follow along for all things Loris Athletics online at Dewhawks.com or on social media by searching Loris College Athletics on Facebook or at Loris Athletics on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to check back for our next episode. And remember, go Dewhawks.